Man, I had a shitty weekend. Oh, well, I'm sorry to hear that. It is all right. I don't know what I'm expecting anymore. Uh, well, I, I don't know how to react to that, then. I know. Uh, we're talking a legend, Superman, new Superman book, new Doctor Strange book. Mm. And uh, big multiverse news over at DC, double dose of food news, not the one Dave shared. And then top three on a really busy week. Um, man. Yeah. There was a, a lot of shit this week. Yeah, a lot to get through this week. Um, yeah, we got our best of the year show coming up. We'll probably you want to do that Christmas? We'll probably do that Christmas. I think Dave's gonna make it. We'll know more tomorrow when we talk to Dave. Well, yeah, let's uh just base it around when most people can be there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, maybe invite the bullies, but it is gonna be on Christmas, so I don't know. They're always welcome to show up if they want, but they so busy. Those guys are so busy. Uh, I don't know. Anything you want to add? Anything you do? Anything you I did talk? go see Violent Night, which I can oh, talk about. Oh, you talk about that. Segment one. Indeed, um, indeed. Awesome. Well, we got two minutes. Let's just go. Tell you, that was a weird, weird weekend. Here, I got a new, I got a new intro. Seasonal. Mm-hmm. Oh, and our viewership went all the way up to 10 and then down to 6. Oh, it's very sucky. <laughs> well, always nice to get some elf in this time of year. It's so great. <laughs> God, how long ago did that come out now? Dude, and it's like a Christmas movie. It's timeless. It doesn't really... You know, I'm just saying, though, like, I don't think that it's being a very old movie, but it's like over 15 years old now, isn't it's it? It's so old that now... Uh, what's his name? What's his what? What's his name? That's a new Christmas movie. Ryan Reynolds. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds doing a, a Christmas movie, like a, a musical. Yeah, it's, it's like Christmas Four. Carol musical. Yeah. It's on Apple TV. <laughs> Greetings, geeks. Welcome back. It's another episode of this Geek and Comics Outright Geekeries comic book shit talk show. Shit talk show. It's Gomer and Taylor hour or so. Um. Well, I, like I said, the uh, uh, best of the year show is coming very soon. Um, we're not going to go really in depth, but I mean, I guess it could be either like Christmas or like <gasps> New Year's Day. I guess, like, yeah, depending on what maybe we most we'll people. push it to to New Year's Day because I will be so fucking hammered. It'll be such a great day. Um, <laughs> segment one: I finally watched Bullet Train. And How'd you like man, it? I like I like it a lot. Pleasantly surprised. One of the best of the year, honestly. Um, People keep telling me, oh, there's no more movie stars. Oh, unless you're a Marvel movie or a superhero movie, you can't have a good movie. Man, go to hell. This movie was fucking dope. I like this uh, movie a lot. It has like, yeah. it's very stylized. It's very clever. Like all the moving yeah. pieces. And yeah. um, I mean, it's kind of like shallowy clever because by the end, you're kind of like, oh, my God. Like it's almost it's clever in its construction. Clever. It's clever yeah. in like all the different like bits of the mechanism that come into place by the end. You know, it's yeah, well right. built. Uh, is, I guess what ensemble I mean cast uh, directed by David Leach. I think his name is. He did John Wick and Hobbs and Shaw from the thing. Just fucking great. Yeah, it had no yeah. business being as good as it was. None at all. Uh, Andy checking in. Hello, Andy. Check him out over at the Outrake Geekery Facebook group. Hey, Andy. He runs that motherfucker, and he does it really, really well. 
but yeah, it's on Netflix now. Go check it out. It did have a, a limited theatrical run where I heard it did okay in its theatrical Yeah, run. I think this came out back in August or July, I want to say. But yeah, I, I did go yeah. see it in theaters. And uh, yeah, I would wholeheartedly recommend this one. Yeah. Uh, you said you saw something Violent Night, isn't it? I went to go uh, see Violent Night, which also I wholeheartedly recommend. It was a lot of fun. Uh, that's David Harbor. Uh, yeah, uh, David Harbor Santa as Santa Claus, and no it's one else John I've Lee. ever heard of. And oh, John Leguizamo, John Leguizamo's in it, but no one else I've ever oh, heard of. Right. That's right. But um, yeah, it's basically like I imagine the pitch for it was like, let's make Die Hard, but make it actually a Christmas, a Christmas movie. movie. <laughs> yeah. So it's in a building, and like he's trying to help people. He's going like... through a mansion, taking out goons. Um. Okay. Uh, John Leguizamo is basically the Hans Gruber character. Um, wow. It's not a perfect lineup, but like the general premise of like, you know, a workaday schlub, in this case, happens to be Santa Claus, you know, just basically working his way through a goon squad until he gets the end. Oh, whatever. Fuck Santa. He works one day a year. The rest of the year he spends judging me. Okay, but you deserve to be judged. I do. I really do. But (laughs) no, that is so on my list, man. I really like this quick turnaround for the streaming because I am not a theater guy. I well, not like going to the theater. I would only say that like this is definitely a good movie to watch for Christmas because it does have this over the top violence, but it actually works legitimately well as a Christmas movie. Oh, like peace on earth. Well, goodwill to about like you know finding the the good in people, you know, oh, like okay. finding the things that are worth apparently going on yes. a murder spree for. Does it uh, have a flashback where we get to learn how Santa became such a badass? Yes, actually. Oh, um, rad. We find I out. Don't it, even spoil it. Okay. Okay. Man, I'll save it for you. So good. I bet it's yeah, a prequel movie. In this version of Santa Claus, he had a previous life that explains why he is so good at just beating the shit out of people. Nice. Have you, um, ever read, you ever read Klaus? I think it's Grant Morrison on Boom Studios. No, I mean, I keep meaning to well circle done. back to it. I keep forgetting it exists until, until um, the holidays. Until late, someone yeah. mentions it. Then a week yeah. later, it's, yeah, fuck it, it's New Year's. But yeah, but like, a lot of the um, the fight scenes in this are like legitimately very impressive. Like, nice. in, um, without being too spoilery, the uh, the final kill that Santa does is like, so over the goddamn top and then there's this one scene where he's like in like a in like some stables and a bunch of goons are going in after him and he's using like fucking like ice skates and um, candy canes and he's just going to town on these assholes that's awesome he decapitates a dude with an ice skate and that's probably the most like over the top kill oh that's freaking cool yeah, I've yeah. heard nothing but good things. So yeah, definitely on my list. Wholeheartedly Violent, recommend it. Violent it's a Night lot of fun. What it's called, Violent Night. If it wasn't so like brutal with some of the kills, it might actually be something that's like wholesome enough to watch with the family. Oh wow! So wait for the TNT version, the airplane version. No, don't, because it absolutely needs the over-the-top <laughs> violence for it to be so much fun. Awesome. All right, well, let's do news. <laughs> show almost hit the wrong button uh anyway uh marvel and i know you noticed it this week uh is celebrating a legend in the pages of their comics um yeah stanley is getting this little cut out on what would be his uh 100th birthday this month on the yeah and uh i mean what can we say that hasn't been said except this is a dope humberto ramos 
Uh, yeah, I like how he used like Stan's original uh, color scheme for well, not not that he drew it, but like you know the original Daredevil sure. like Stan was writing for, you know. Yeah, it, I don't think he switched over to the Reds until uh, someone else was writing. Yeah, I me too. But um, yeah, he passed away in 2018 at the age of 95. And I mean, if you don't know what Stanley did for, I mean, not just. I mean, it's like for the Man, fandom. You know anyone I mean? who's yeah, watching this show and shit. doesn't know who Stan Lee is, I'd love to right. meet that person. Why yeah. are you even here? Yeah. But yeah, Stan Lee, I mean, yeah, like you said, I mean, what can we say? I mean, his contributions to comics, to geek culture, to con like culture, you know? Yeah. I yeah. Mean, he became like, like a spokesperson basically for nerdum. You know, yeah. in a way that helped the medium become what it is, made it so that it was popular. Yeah, um, I mean, you, you can't overstate to, just how large he looms in our yeah, circles, you know. Uh, is like the cameo guy in the most successful movie franchise of all time. So, yeah, uh, it's and I mean, and that was part of it, you know. Um, there's going to be a tribute to Stanley on his 100th birthday on the group page. So, yeah, go over to the group, the Outreaky Creek group on Facebook. Uh, Andy got big plans. Big plans. Man, I mean, uh, if anyone deserves a big, you know, party. centennial celebration, it is definitely Stan the Man. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be here. No. Him. We want to be talking to each other about yeah. half the characters that we talk about, you know, because exactly. he literally created most of them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, along with other people, it's not, you well, know, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. I mean, we go and Kirby and, you know, everybody we don't, else. Yeah. It's never a one man show, but, you right. know. Right. We. <sighs> That's always tricky, right, with comics, because, like, it's always a collaboration. Always a collaboration. It is. So, yeah. But, I mean, we can celebrate Stanley for being a comic book creator, but also, there's no denying what he did as, like, a person in the industry. You know, a spokesperson, a a cheerleader for comics. Yeah. So, yeah, awesome. On his 100th birthday, and go to the group. All right, new Superman book has been announced called Superman Lost. Um, Christopher Priest is teaming up with Carlo Pagluan, uh and reuniting for a 10-issue Superman series called Superman Lost. After Superman is called away on a routine Justice League mission, Lois, Lane's awa- Lois Lane awakens to find a complete stranger standing in her living room. The Man of Steel, home much sooner than expected, reveals he has in fact been lost in space for 20 years. Nothing and no one seems familiar to him anymore, and the timeless bond between them has been severed. Or has it? Can love conquer all? Uh, Celebrating 85 years of Superman, and we get some great shit going on. There's actually going to be a Joe Quesada variant um, for this. Uh, I think this might... No, this is not the Joe Quesada variant. That doesn't Um, look like it, no. Yeah, we don't have... We may not have it. But, I mean, just looks great. Uh, I'm not sure I understand what's going on with the solicit, uh, but it sounds like a little bit compelling, you know, like has everybody else been gone too, or there was a justice league mission and now just Superman comes back 20 years later. I, and it looks like I, it's just Superman. At least that's all I'm getting yeah. from the solicit there, but it's weird, dude. Um, that could be an interesting premise, and Christopher Priest yeah. is definitely a good writer. I mean, so, oh. okay, I will say that sometimes Christopher Priest can get up his own ass about things. This sounds like it's going to get up its own ass. It does sound like it's going to get up its own ass. It does, and I'm okay with that if it works for the story because it sounds like yeah, a story I mean, that's like kind of celebrating Superman. Yeah, that's not necessarily mutually way. exclusive, yeah. right? Like right. things can disappear up their own ass and still be pretty engaging and entertaining, you know? Yeah, I mean, I'm an Alan Moore fan. 
I mean, shit. Oh, yeah, Alan Moore, like, oh, you know. He, that's where he lives, man. It's difficult to know where his head begins and his ass ends, you know. Oh, for sure, for sure. But it's still great shit. So, uh, yeah, Superman lost number one of ten, $5, and it'll be on sale March 14th. So I'm in. I'm in on that. Doctor Strange is coming back. Um, we knew this was going to happen. And of it's course. like, has he actually really been gone? This dude has had more coverage since he died. It's kind of like when Wolverine died. I mean, yeah, there's and more Doctor Strange books, or at least Doctor Strange like ancillary books, than have ever been around, you know? That strange book that's all just Clay running around. We just it. had that uh, Trad Moore book came out. Um, yeah. I think, yeah, and like the Strange book with Clea and uh, their Strange and the, Academy so much. Yeah. So there is a whole lot going on with Doctor Strange, but he is coming back, uh, dropping in March. Jed McKay is continuing um, his work with the character. Um, it's going to get into just the basic shit, him and Wong, him and Clea. He's coming back. I mean, I'm not expecting anything like groundbreaking in terms of the return of Doctor Strange. You know what I'm saying? Sure, it's going to happen, but I think it's just going to be another run-of-the-mill book. Yeah, um, I mean, this seems like it's probably just, like, to me, this doesn't mean much more than if you said they were, like, doing a renumbering, you know? Exactly, dude, exactly. And a great uh, Alex Ross cover here. With oh, the, yeah, that is gorgeous. Um, just fucking gorgeous. Bound Alex to Ross knows to do trippy shit with Doctor Strange, for sure. Yes, and I'm glad you went there. In the solicit, they said that this book is going to harken back to the hero psychedelic and otherworldly storytelling that, you know, was really why this character became successful when it did. So yeah, look for those in store or this book in stores in March. Um, we'll talk about it. I'm definitely picking it up. It's a new Marvel number one. So Doctor Strange is hot right now. Jed McKay is hit or miss for me, but yeah, I'll probably I'll sure. probably check out number one for sure. He definitely is hit or miss. Uh, all right, we got a couple little tidbits here. This one, I think, is fucking amazing. This book comes out next week. We'll talk about this tomorrow on the preview show for sure. But I definitely wanted to get some discussion here because this is Mark Wade, you know, doing a tie-in for the big event going on right now at DC called Dark Crisis. Whoop-dee-woo, who cares? It's just an okay event. I've liked it better than, you know, Judgment Day. But still, Taylor's right. Not a lot has been happening. But this is exploring more of the new multiverse, I'm guessing, which now contains more. That's the first point. More than yeah. 52 universes. All right, here's Earth 23, which did exist. But here's Earth 118. Is that Dark Knights of Steel? That's universe? Dark Knights of Steel, bro. Now, you know who told me about this first? Leroy from over to Comic Book Bullies. He's like, oh, man, that's going to happen. The Dark Knights of Steel characters are going to be in a, on their own universe. And I'm like, man, that'd be cool, but I doubt it. But fucking A, it's happening. I mean, the but, way the story is progressing, that doesn't seem like these three should be on good terms with each other. But Right, yeah, maybe. But it is, is definitely like, a fun, um, maybe it is, maybe it is. But yeah. this definitely is like a fun universe to explore. And I always forget the name. Um, is it Calvin Cooper, the um, the Superman up there at the top? Uh, yeah, I think it's Calvin Cooper. I have okay. his first appearance, which is very, very expensive. I actually have that one, too. Um, nice. It's a great cover, too, man. I'm back in Final Crisis, one. right? Yeah. 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 Uh, but there's another little bit to hear, and I know you are going to like this. There is another universe that was revealed in the preview, and it's Earth-27. 
Oh, hell yeah. Get the Jurassic, Jurassic League, League is now officially a part of the fucking multiverse. Uh, gun to my head, million dollar bet. Uh, no. This is no. This Jurassic World where all of the heroes are fucking dinosaurs is never going to actually be officially canon. Well, I'm wrong. I would have lost that bet. I don't even yep. remember what Earth 22 is. Isn't that when all the bad guys are good guys? Um, Earth 22. I don't know. I mean, that almost looks like Kingdom Come Superman there. I don't oh, yeah, think yeah, that's yeah. who that. I don't recognize the other two, so I don't think that's what that is. I mean, that looks like a weird Huntress, but it's not. Maybe. I, I guess it's supposed to be Wonder Woman, right? Since these oh, are all yeah, right, and that's right. Batman as Ra's al Ghul, I guess. See, I don't remember that universe. If anybody knows, just I do not know. know that universe. Whatever that is, yeah. I do not know it. But man, that is fucking wild. That Jurassic World. I mean, Dark Knights of Steel. I could see that. Yeah, you know that kind of makes sense as a different universe. You know, Jurassic World. It's Jurassic definitely World. a safer bet than the than dinosaur universe. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. So, I mean, now your multiversal Justice League can have Dinosaur Batman. And... It almost looked like a Gotham by Gaslight Batman there on the cover, but maybe not. It's hard to tell. It's oh, just like his, his shoulder there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's definitely three different versions. Well, it's definitely Dark Knights of Steel here. Superman. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know which Wonder Woman that is, man. And then, yeah, Batman, that might be Gotham by Gaslight Batman with the shoulder pads. You know, the, the uh, cloak, the cloaky looking cape. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure about this. Um, but what does this mean post Dark Crisis? Honestly. Um, well, presumably, um, Pariah, is I guess, is successful. He he did restart the um, multiverse. And I think that was the like the big stinger of the last issue, right? Is that like they right. still have to figure out a way for it to not just like explode on itself or whatever. Yeah. So uh, I'm I guess they like, succeed and we get a new multiverse. I'm hoping we get something like a, a Exiles, you know, version team over at DC, something to explore this shit, you know. That could be look. fun. But yeah, that blew my mind, dude. And the only reason it really blew my mind is because when I saw it, I was like, that motherfucker, Leroy was right. Couldn't believe it. Uh, last bit, Jeff is getting collected. Uh, it's Jeff, number one, Kelly Thompson, uh, Guru Hiru. Uh, this was a Infinity comic, and it's now getting collected in paper. I wanted to mention it because it's fucking fun. It's so fun. It's it looks adorable. Read, but oh my god, Jeff the Land Shark is so much damn fun, dude. Gua um, Hero is like a perfect fit for this type of thing. Oh, he really is, man. It reminds me of Chris Eliopoulos's work back in the day when he was cartooning all of those uh, Franklin Richards specials. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I man, that is a blast from the past. I've forgotten dude, about those. I have all of those, man. I have every single one of them. Him um, and Herbie, yeah. Yeah, dude. They were so much fun to read, and uh, yeah, man. It's Jeff is great. Pick it up. That's it. That's it for the news. It's been a slow news month. You know, so. Well, we're like all the big cons are done for the year. And, Everything's you know, done. Yeah. There's usually December is not a big announcement. Month. Yeah. I'm sure Marvel and DC, they barely work. You know, they're just off. You know, but uh, let's do food. We go. Mm, yummy. Not really food in the terms of food. It's just news about food. McDonald's is offering free food for life. Ugh. Just the mm. thought of that makes me gag a little bit. It gets better. I mean, if you do get this uh, apparently golden McDonald's card, you really shouldn't use it every day. Yeah, you really shouldn't. You shouldn't would die. Uh, the fine print is actually very special. Um, 
They actually had this in 2018, but starting in Dece- on December 5th um, through Christmas, through December 25th, you enter for a chance to win a McGold card that comes with free food for life. To enter, you have to make a purchase on the mobile app. That's it. And you earn one entry. Okay, so just purchase. go to McDonald's and get entered into a raffle. That seems pretty straightforward. Yeah. The hook, the um, the little fine print, McDonald's defines free food for life, two meals a week for 50 years. I mean, that's definitely bullshit on like calling this free food for life, but... Again, it's for the best if you don't eat McDonald's more often. If I won this, I would get a meal and just give it to some homeless dude on the way to work or some shit. You know, that's surprisingly benevolent of you. Just to use it because I I don't know if I could eat McDonald's twice a week. I got trouble eating it once a week. My yeah, I was about to say like even twice a week is already pushing it. They got great breakfast though, man. Still, I mean, there's there is stuff to get at McDonald's. I mean, oh yeah, I don't want to sound like you know all like on my high horse here. I mean, I I. I eat oh, McDonald's. Yeah. Every, nice. Everyone eats McDonald's at some point or another. Oh, yeah. for sure, for sure, and still, but um, good fries. But they do famously have the best fountain Coke because they put it in right. like the uh, the metal cans instead of the plastic bags, and so it yeah, tastes better. I'm not apparently. a fan of of Coke in those machines because I used to work at places that had those machines, and they're nasty. They're nasty, and it's not just the psh, psh machine; it's the ice machine. Oh, you should never put ice in this fountain soda anyway. Ooh. Gross. Even gross. if it was pristine, you shouldn't do it. It's just watering yeah. down your drink. It's, it's gross. Well, I like ice in my drink. I like to... Uh, you are a fool, after I all. I am a fool. Uh, last food news. Uh, even weirder than the free McDonald's for life. Show off your Doritos. Doritos. Doritos-inspired triangular haircut for a chance to win tickets to the Superb Owl. Um... All right. So I can't think a, of a triangular haircut that wouldn't oh, look Oh, they stupid. have one. It's inspired by Buffalo Bills linebacker, two times uh, Super Bowl champion and Super Bowl 50 most valuable player, Von Miller, and his own viral triangular haircut. So it's called hashtag name that triangle. Oh, he so, got the haircut without this being part of the promotion. I They're don't like, know. Doritos they, saw his haircut and they were like, we could do this is a gun. Fishing for, for it. Like the dude who, who plays Shang-Chi, you know, maybe he was like fishing for it and just got it. He's just he's a like, big oh, fan really of Doritos. Doritos. Yeah, he, loves, he just really loves Doritos. So it's hashtag name that triangle social media contest. And they want you to shave this into your hair. So now through January 15th, those with a triangular inspired haircut can submit a photo or a video along with their proposed name of the haircut using the hashtag name that triangle and hashtag entry on Twitter or Insta for the chance to score two tickets to the Super Bowl. Now, my Eagles are are doing very well, so I would love to go to the Super Bowl, but two tickets to the Super Bowl does not get you to the Super Bowl. Okay. It'll get you in the building. You got to get your ass down to wherever the Super Bowl is. You got to find a hotel wherever the Super Bowl is. You have to have insurance because if the Eagles do win, it's going to be a riot in the streets or wherever it is. Well, I mean, um, you definitely wouldn't want to be in Philadelphia if the Eagles win the Super Bowl. People oh, sure. would where die. Where is the Super Bowl this year? I do not know. Too bad uh, research guys in here. There's no way to find yeah, out. Yeah, no shit. There's no way to know. Um, one bit of trivia, I don't even know if it's trivia, but in Philadelphia, if there is a championship possibility, they grease the, the poles, the street poles in town to make it more difficult for people to climb the street poles. 
Just I'm just saying that somebody had to put that in the budget at some point. Okay, it's in Arizona this year, by the way. Oh, Arizona. Okay, yeah. I don't want to go to Arizona. Well, yeah. I mean, all of you Philadelphia sports fans are a bunch of hooligans and thugs. It's you know, true. you guys it's shit true. all over every nice thing that you have for the littlest of reasons. It's true. It's true. Um, I, I like to think of it as passion, but it's not. It, you got I, last time the Eagles won the Super Bowl. I saw somebody took a bite out of horse shit because a fan was egging him on to do so. Like literal yeah. horse shit. Yeah. That's there weird. is, that is not passion. You guys are just awful, awful. Well, that's, people. That one guy is definitely awful. I he's hardly say. a, he's hardly an outcast among oh, the I Philadelphia think. Phillies fans. That's nasty. Not Phillies. Um, well, any, any Phillies too. Any Philly related sports fans. Yeah. Too. Any, yeah. The Flyers, the Sixers, <laughs> Sixers. Uh, we've given up on the Sixers. Anyway, so yeah, cut a triangle into your fucking head and then go to social media and let everybody know with a hashtag and you might go to the Super Bowl. Uh, I'm not doing that. Cut my hair? Shit. Uh, I would rather... Okay, so I am actually trying to picture what triangular shaped hair on you would look like. I would try to do it like... Would you do like a like kind of like flared out ponytail on the back or something like that? I would kind of like mohawk it and then and then let me get lower. Then yes, like flared out like... A Moon Knight pyramid on my fucking head like that. Or mm. I could just leave it the way it is right now. And with enough Elmer's glue, I could get it into a full triangle. If I, really I will say wanted that to. you do have a lot of hair to work with. If you were oh, determined yeah. enough, you could probably get it into just about any shape. Yeah. Uh, Elmer's glue is the best. Elmer's glue comes out with shampoo. Like that, hot water and shampoo. And I find it weird that you know out. that. I've done, I've done shit with Elmer's glue with my hair. I'm, I'm not surprised. The internet taught me to to use Elmer's glue. They said it was mm-hmm. very okay for your hair. Came in. It's all natural. That's good. It's all natural. Elmer's glue is. Yeah. I'm learning all sorts of things I didn't know about sure Elmer's, Elmer's glue. glue I, didn't all natural, was, I didn't realize it was, came out with the shampoo. I didn't realize that it uh, <laughs> uh yeah, it's all natural. All right, moving off this food. Let's do comics, because, man, there were so many comics. I don't even know where to begin. Um, I'll throw out a honorable mention for Do a Powerbomb. Number seven, last of the other uh, thing. Uh, Taylor, this trade is out March 1st. I cannot wait for you to get your fucking hands on this book. Daniel well, Warren I am Johnson. definitely looking forward to it, yeah. Daniel Warren Johnson just kills it. I don't even want to spoil who they fight in the last fucking issue, but oh my god, it's just, it's so perfect. It's so well done. Just beautiful fucking book. Um, and Variance was really good. Uh, Variance was basically um, uh, the Crisis on Infinite Jessica Joneses. And it was so cool, man. Like, everything that Jessica Jones is, the one we know, the one that she's versing, going against the pink jewel-looking one, she is the worst fucking version of Jessica Jones, right? Like, this should make our Jessica Jones feel so much better about the person she is because the jewel that she's fighting in here basically had, like, a crush on Cyclops. And then when Cyclops and Jean got engaged, she went and just murdered everybody. Like, literally, all the X-Men, right? And then started absorbing people's powers and shit like Rogue does. It does seem like a bit of an overreaction. Oh, it was wild, dude. It was so good. Such a good time. But, I mean, we might talk about X-Force, Avengers. Dark Web number one was trash. 
Fantastic Four, number two. Oh, my God. Immortal X-Men. Thanos' Death Notes was kind of disappointing. But let's get on with it. My number three is uh, Batman, number 130. Uh, Chip Zdarsky, Jorge Jimenez. Uh, there was no way. What the fuck? This was so dumb that I couldn't leave this off my... This my is list. actually my number three as well. Oh, my God. This was so stupid. Ah, I loved it so much. <laughs> I mean... man went into orbit and then re-entered Earth's atmosphere. And honestly, he knew exactly where he was going. Like, he steered his way <laughs> to Earth. I mean, this is a lot of props for Chip Zdarsky, because, like, sometimes you end up with a character in a really stupid situation where, like, or what I mean by that, I guess, is that, like, they throw them into this, like, impossible situation, and they do find their way out of it, and it seems fucking stupid like there was there was worry going into something like this right where like it was going to feel like a really just immersion shattering deus ex machina for batman to walk away from this but it's a credit to chip zadarsky as a writer it seemed plausible at least as (laughs) plausible as you're going to get when you know a story with like you know alien robots and like you know batman (laughs) (laughs) Uh, some great moments with Tim here. You know, I love this. I fell from the moon. Oh my gosh, just perfect. Yeah. But this panel right here was just wonderful. That I that was a great moment. Yeah, and I really liked how Batman talked about Tim and fighting. You know how he was always his best. I don't know. Sidekick is the right word, but his best partner. Is, when it I came would honestly to say he's the best Robin. Yeah, At least hey, in ter- not necessarily the best character to be Robin. Yeah. But he is the best Robin. Batman seems to think so. Yeah. yeah. I know. I guess it all depends on what you think Robin's place should be. As someone who's like a supporting character for Batman, I think Tim Drake is definitely the oh, yeah. top dog on that. Damien is the exact opposite of that. What's the opposite of support? <laughs> you know, that's, that's Damien. true. Damien yeah, is a real anchor around Batman's neck most yeah, of the time. For sure. For but, sure. um, uh, but yeah, but, I mean, then, I mean, big spoiler, uh, the guy does fall to earth and lives, but then the robot just murders him anyway. It's fucking it's awesome. Yeah, it's well, so I mean, awesome. that wasn't the stinger, though. We see him like pop up in Crime Alley somehow at the very end. Yeah, so I'm, I'm sure, sure we'll get what the hell's going on next time. They obviously did not just really kill Batman, but oh my, no, no way. If they had actually killed Batman, we would be getting like thousands of tie-in books coming out next week. Oh, yeah, you know? the death of Batman. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, great number three. So, uh, let this mix it up. Uh, do your honorable mentions and your number two since Batman was your number three. And then sure, we'll sure. Switch it uh, up. I will say one more time for the record, though, that Batman being able to make a robot that Superman can't beat is idiotic. Uh, I actually like that part of it. I guess. It's some sort of, like, alien tech or whatever. It, yeah, whatever. I it's like fine. the idea that that because the the goal of the robot is not to kill anyone except Batman. That's also like a fail safe. Sure, sure. I just so mean like the engineering feat for Batman sure. to create a robot so fucking stacked that Superman right. can't beat it. Right. Even with a super suit, even with his own Iron Man suit. Yeah. And I oh. get that he had like Kryptonite or whatever, but still. Okay, whatever, whatever. Moving on. Um You're honorable right. mention for Miles Morales Spider-Man number one. Um this had a lot of first issue syndrome is the main reason it's not on my uh, right. top three right. because like you know it's introducing hey i have uh, i've been out of the miles churn for a minute well i haven't yeah. because this I was is my number two so we can talk mm-hmm. about it 
Uh, we'll save it then. We'll save it. Cool, cool. Um, honorable mention for the Punisher and for Captain America: Sentinel of Liberty. Oh, They're Punisher both honorable mentions dope. for the same reason because these were like transition issues. For like sure. these were both like something big just happened last issue and we're yeah. moving to the next big thing in this issue. Yeah, I love yeah. Cap getting busy in this man. Good for Cap, honestly. Oh, I was like, yeah, because you know what, Cap, all Captain America, Steve Rogers always gets this version rap associated with him it's so dumb it's so stupid he's he can be a little puritanical you know of course he fucking i don't know? like it when they write him as like some sort of like uptight prude puritan type yeah, yeah dude he's making breakfast in this he's banging before coffee after coffee oh it was great it was yeah, sex positive captain america good for them Boom, exactly but, um, i do continue to love this book but yeah it's it's a transition issue it that was. keeps it on my top three this week um, X-Men number 17. It was cool to see the reunion between Sink and Laura. That was a lot of fun. I it was also, that. I think it was, was kind of, week. oh, maybe it was because I missed your books got mixed. Some up. of them got mixed in. So, okay. Never yeah. even mind, but I no, did but it enjoy was good, it. It was, good. it was good though. Um, X-Men red a rare, um, not my top three this week. Oh my Most God. Of... This is my number one book of the week. I loved it a lot. I did oh my, love it. What else is there that you is not on your list? <sighs> we'll save it. We'll shit. save it. We'll save Holy it. Holy shit. We can talk about it later. I did like it yeah. a lot. It was it so was a pretty good. credited week for me. Um, yeah, it really was. It really Avengers was. number 63 was big, dumb, stupid fun. It was kind of cool seeing like the Avengers teams, plural team up against the Masters of yeah. Evil here. Some of which got so like big. jobbed. Like they fucking dunk on oh. the stupid Ghost Rider Goblin thing. Oh, they really do. Uh, but again, it's just uh, Aaron having a whole lot of fun. And I love this yeah. thing here at the end where Phoenix is like, I'm coming, baby. Mama coming. Yeah. Oh, so I, cool. I did like Odin's reaction where like Thor's like, Where's my mother? And Odin is understandably like, What the fuck are you talking about? Because mm-hmm. it is, she's not actually Thor's mother. That was such a misleading thing. Yeah. But anyway, um, all right, so my number two this week is Fantastic Four uh, number two. Nice. Um, this was a really interesting blend of wholesomeness and some abjectly horrifying panels that they threw in here. Yeah. Like when they... Nasty. Uh, uh, yeah. Nasty. <laughs> it was interesting seeing kind of like Doom's like kind of twisted logic at work here. We're like, hey, this lady did me a solid, so I'm going to make her a whole town of Doom bots to cater to them. To her, and um, yeah. then when she dies, we're gonna keep her alive in a really fucked up way. Uh, why, why, Doctor Doom? Why Doom? Why? Well, I think he just like left this on autopilot, and like the like, autopilot. Forgot about it. Some, I don't know if he forgot about it. It's just it wasn't a concern of his anymore. Right. In his mind, I'm sure like that is a debt paid. Whatever, not my problem anymore. Yeah, I got no and, problem with this. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I was just gonna say though that like. Ryan North is definitely a great fit for this team. I really like the dynamic he gives Reed and Sue. I really oh, like sure. how like the, these both of these issues have been just kind of like, you know, a mystery of the week type thing where um, mm-hmm. they have to come up with like the best way to help everyone, you know? This is not a bad issue at all. All right. But this is such a different approach for the Fantastic Four for this team. Yeah. And I'm just I'm at this point I'm not really sure what to think. I'm sure North is going to get there and bring all this around because there is this underlying mystery that's sort of keeping things humming. But the direction is definitely off-putting. It's like jarring from these feel like annuals. These feel like Fantastic 4 annuals. You know what I mean where we're just getting this little fun little side story, you know? Yeah. And it was fun and I did have a great time reading it. 
but it's not a hero book. It doesn't feel like a hero book. And it doesn't feel like even the traditional Fantastic Four family think, book. I'm thinking back. Well, it is weird that they're all separated. That is true. Yes. But yeah. I'm thinking back to Mark Wade's run when he did it with Waringo, where like in that first issue, the guy was like, oh, well, you guys are superheroes, right? And the thing's like, uh, what? No. <laughs> yeah. Because like, they work best as a family. It's nice they to do. have a change of pace. Not everything needs to be like a cosmic extinction level event. Yeah, like the, right. which I didn't dislike uh, Dan Slott's run. I liked it quite a lot, but it I think that this, yes, this is a good break from that. This is, yeah. I like the smaller stakes. I like the peculiar, exploring the peculiarities of the Marvel universe, right? Like, Ben yeah. and Alicia ran into a mutant who can reset time every time he gets upset, you know, and they have to basically like give him some fucking counseling so that they can save him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Here we have a bit more of like a macabre mystery going on, you know? Yeah. But everything is still so bright. And so, you know, gracious, you know, it is. It is. Yeah. And husband and wife well, just play each other perfectly. And yeah. Sue as the uh, narrator here is great because she'll she says things like oh and then i just fall in love with him all again you know and it's yeah. like oh man her respecting her man and loving her man is so positive and you really feel he's the, like a really good guy you yeah know? they you feel like they have a very wholesome very stable relationship yeah. and that's cool to see you know yeah it's it's a lazy crutch for a lot of writers to just like you know like now everything sucks and there's tension and things like not there's a place for that every now and then, but it doesn't yeah. need to be a constant slew. You know, every now and then we need a book like this to come around and remind us that, you know, they are a family, you know, and that exactly. they do, you know, they do love yeah. each other. Yeah. Uh, so I'm really right. You know, ready for the next issue, the Johnny storm issue. He's one of my favorite characters, like overall, but I really want to see what happened in, to New York, to the Baxter building, or was it even the Baxter building at that point? It was like the townhouse or some shit they were in. I don't know what. I'm we don't know we're either going to get those answers there, like the end of like the quote unquote volume cycle, or we're going to get yeah. at the start of the next one. So yeah, either My thing five is, and six or seven and eight. You know, yeah, like issue four, it will then be like getting them together, getting back together, or maybe they'll roll right into the uh, the younger kids. You know, of uh, Valeria and uh, isn't there any Val Valeria? Valeria. 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 I was just Val. Yeah, Val and Frank. You know, I shouldn't call him Frank though. Frank. He's Franklin. He is Franklin. Yeah. It's uh, weird but I want to see them. You know, I want to see the the future Foundation sort of characters if they are still going to be part of this, which I think they should. They should. But, they should. Yeah. So well, we'll then see, again, but... I think one of the things they're alluding to though is that like their children are involved in whatever this thing they're not talking about is. Like, like Ben and Alicia's kids. I don't think they're dead. I just think they're like trapped in a, another dimension or some shit. Oh my I don't know. Goodness. Well, I'm they glad they went on vacation. I know that's separated. what I do. If my kids got sucked into a different dimension, I was like, awesome. Let's go to Florida. I trust Ryan North. We're going to see. Oh, what yeah. Happens. Me too. For yeah. sure. For sure. Uh, moving on. My number two is, yes, Miles Morales Spider Man. It did have uh, first issue syndrome. Cody Sigler, uh, Federico Vicentini, but it was big. It was really big. It was a whole lot of fun, but it was ground level. You know, it was Spider-Man doing regular Spider-Man shit, but it was also had these hard hitting moments that really pushed the idea of how bad it is to be Spider-Man. And you know what? It's not really all that bad to be Spider-Man. It's hard to be Miles Morales. Yeah. And that's what this issue pushed. And it's so good to get back to that traditional sort of thing. They even sort of allude to it in here. Uh, the Dear Diary thing. That's all picked up 
from Solid Ahmed's run. You know, he sort of started that, you know, my counselor wanted me to start doing a diary using that as the narration. I'm glad they went back to that because they did sort of drop the drop off of that in the last series. And it was a bunch of clones and it was beyond, you know, there was a bunch of shit going on that were that became so huge and massive that it really felt good for this to sort of catch a breath, you know, and be like, all right, I'm back, you know, so uh, the story is building really well, too. So the art, but man, so explosive and kinetic. Every fucking panel is just moving and it's so great. Um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to the rest of this series, man. Mm, very excited. Very it looks excited. like this will once again be the Spider-Man book to read. It's at least ongoing. At least yeah. the ongoing. At least yeah. ongoing, yeah. Yeah, ASM cannot keep up, man. Uh, Peter Parker has become fucking boring. He's become a boring adult doing boring adult shit. It's not a it problem sucks. with the character. It's a problem with the writer, you know? Well, like, that's how they're writing him. But yeah, that's yeah. how they're writing him. All, you don't have to, though. On him. Yeah, in this, yeah, they are shitting on him, but in the Miles Morales book, at least in this first issue, like that moment when he's talking to his parents on the phone, they're mad, they're grounding him, but man, they are so supportive. That was him. a really wholesome conversation, oh, it really and was, that is dude. an important distinction, right? Like, yeah, Miles is going through it right now, but... But he has his family. That moment of, you know, connection, that moment of support, it keeps this from just being misery porn. You and know, and I feel like that's from, all yeah. that the uh, main Spider-Man book is right now. You and know? it keeps him from being that original Spider-Man Peter Parker thing, where Peter had no one to tell. Where he was so scared to tell anyone, rightfully so. But it did lead to the misery porn that that the you know that that Peter Parker is so known for. Yeah, it's and, definitely a great idea for for Miles's parents to be in on it. That yes. is such. That is yeah. definitely the way to go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I also like how they bring in like the power, whatever in here, the New York City uh, thing that like takes underage superheroes and says, no, you can't do that. It's kind of like the Superhuman Registration Act during Civil War. I like that that's still going on here. That was Cradle. This was the thing from oh, Dennis yeah. Rain is what this is. Well, isn't it the, sort of like an outshoot of Cradle, though? I don't know if it is or not, but yeah. I do. I'm certain that this is the thing that uh, Kingpin put in place back when he was still mayor. Yeah. Well, whatever. That but was an out offshoot of, of Cradle. Same difference, though, right? It's still yeah, it's like the same the, thing. It's the, it's the Fed human. showing up yeah. and like you know being a bunch of dicks. Yep, yep. Uh, so yeah, great issue. Introduced all the characters. Scorpion, you know, long time Spider, just really well done. This was a very well done first issue. Yeah. Um, so yeah, really looking forward to the rest. Yeah. Of uh, awesome. That's my number two. Your number two is FF. That leads us to your number one book of the week. My number one this week was Immortal X-Men, uh, number one. Wow, really? Go yeah. On. Awesome. Man, are you going to be a piece of shit about this? I'm this, not, no. I don't understand how you could th not love this issue. I adored this. This, this Groundhog like Sinister Day, Sinister Mr. Sinister murder triathlon that he's running yeah. here. This yeah. was awesome. It was awesome. No, I'm not taking anything like away the, from the okay. story here. It's the Sinister Sinister thing. You know, they're just, it was really fucking fun issue. But it's the main angle here is in preparation for the Sins of Sinister book. I don't have a problem with that. Me neither. Me neither. That's the only thing that that took away from me a little okay. bit over the rest of the books that we had this week. I mean, just this shit right here. Jesus. Yes. I mean, oh my God, seeing each of Sinister's like attempts at the murdering the Quiet Council, or at least as mm -hmm. many of them as he can. 
um, <laughs> seeing um, and also establishing some rules for how this Moira mm-hmm. cloning thing works. He gets basically 10 tries from a sure. save point. Yeah. And so it's interesting seeing him like, I love that sequence where like he tries the, the battle suit three times in a row. It was like yeah. progressively more like outrageous firepower. and just <laughs> yeah. does not work. Yeah. I like the first one where, Oh, uh, uh, what's her name is, uh, Irene is like, Oh, Hope Sinister's about to, you know. Or yeah, his no, first Exodus. attempt where he's just going to walk up and shoot Hope. And yeah. like, she's like, hey, uh, Sinister's about to shoot Hope. And Exodus and is just like, just I love, yeah. Exodus <laughs> just like fucking erasing him with such a yeah. good panel. I also love the personal, the interpersonal relationships here where Hope's like, oh, Exodus, I'm borrowing your powers. And he's like, go, for, you know, honored, you know, to do yeah. it. Because she, she knows, you know. I also like uh, the whole like thing with like Mystique, like will grab Destiny and run and leave the rest of them to rot if it comes to that. Yeah, dude. Um, yeah. Uh, I also like, really enjoyed like Sinister's like uh, his notes about yes, like that's uh, exactly what I was about to say. And page. it says uh, importance of murder. Sinister is zero out of ten. And then on the second one, there's note: I've died three fucking times. <laughs> you know, just nine so times by that point or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah <laughs> so fucking fun. Um. But again, it doesn't feel like it's going to really go anywhere in terms of the story, except to where we already know where this story is going to go. They are it's leading only, us up to Sins of yes. Sinister. That is um, definitely... They sort of telegraphed the punch a little bit for me. But it I was suppose. Fun. It was fun as hell. This was a hell of a journey to get there. And it's yeah. making me very excited about Sins of Sinister. Oh, so yeah. mission accomplished, you know? Yeah, for sure. Now, I have a problem with putting more than one X-Book on my list, right? Because X-Force was pretty damn good. This Honestly, week. that's why X-Men Red probably didn't make my top three this yeah. week. Yeah, X-Force was damn good this week, too, man. You know, a lot of fucking oh, shit. That reminds me of another issue. fun thing from the Sinister issue here. We're like, you're yeah. not even the darkest beast anymore. Yeah, you're not even the darkest <laughs> beast anymore. And it's like, oh, yeah. shit. Oh, shit. Um, but my number one this week, getting to it, X-Men Red, number nine, Al Ewing, Stefano Caselli, uh, still the best of the X books, and I won't even argue it. It is. Uh, I get why X- the X-Men book is the flagship, but this is the best of the X books, and it's no disagreement here. Close. Beautifully drawn every fucking month. Well written every fucking month. It perfectly uses continuity from all over X history. I mean... Going back to the Emperor Vulcan shit, you know. That panel, that page, rather, I love the whole... Like, he's been saying that this whole damn time, right? You know, like, is it happening now? Is it now? And now it's it's happening happening now. now. Yeah. Andrew, uh, thanks for hanging out. We appreciate it. Yeah, X-Force was fantastic this week. All the X-Books were really good. One Walkers had some problems. But um, I loved this. Sometimes somebody's got to care enough to be the bad guy. I just love this panel. It says so much about Abigail Brand and her character. Yeah. She thinks that she is the good guy. She thinks that what she is doing is in the best interest of most people. And I the mean, system, yes, the she, system. she is like kind of the ultimate expression in these stories, like lately, especially, you know, I will do whatever I have to for the greater good. I will do the worst things in the world for the greater good. You know, yeah. that uh, actually ties back to her introduction back in exactly. um, Astonishing X Men because, it like does. that, that was like one of her first uh, moments that she got to have was like, um, there is no line, there is no enemy I will not sleep with, there is no terrible thing I will not do to protect the Earth and and here, you know, the entire yeah. solar system. Yeah. Uh- just great moment after great moment after great moment. It's like every page was like fucking cliffhanger in this. 
Um, I could have pulled every damn page. Just that was another damn uh, awesome one. Where just, oh, like, it was such a great Birdo moment. looking like a fucking boss. Oh, uh, and then I love like the next like page. It's like you know he definitely would have killed you. He's like yeah, but you know I still look better. Exactly, <laughs> you know? dude. But he knows I'll just resurrect me again. I'll be yeah. Fine. Birdo yeah. being such a shit eating asshole is such i it's love so that when they're writing man. in here yeah it's so great it's so freaking good and then at the end we're gonna get omega mutant versus omega level mutant. hell yeah rematch i can't wait and one thing i can say about this book and another reason why it's number one they're not bringing magneto back they're not gonna do it we know that as you know inevitably they are not going to leave a popular character like that dead forever but for now they are mm -hmm. sticking with their pledge you know they are yeah. holding true these writers at least seem to have no intention of bringing him back and i do respect them for that yeah now charles xavier always working in the background i'm sure he's going to get the five to bring him back bring magneto back you're going to wipe all their memories of doing Speaking it. of Charles, man, Abigail Brand played him like a fiddle here. You like know, she's all like, fiddle. oh, well, Eric's gone. We're short on Omega level mutants. Do we know any? Do we know any that we can resurrect? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, the thing about that is when Xavier told Cyclops, Cyclops was, was all, all on board, too. Even though Cyclops is probably the worst, the biggest Vulcan, you know, enemy there is. He is not he a is, fan but of him at all. And that's, that's a really good character moment for them, right? That like, yeah. you know, Havoc and Cyclops there, they Are know better. Sure? They sure? know better, yeah. but they still yeah. want to give their brother a chance. I, they probably regret that, that now. I, do think, that that, or, I do think it's part of it. I There's definitely do. a part of it there. But again, it's this whole Krakoan, this nationalism of, well, no, we need Omega level mutants. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's definitely, definitely I mean, that is definitely the, uh, the weakness that brand exploited here, you know? Yeah, for sure, man. But man, such a great book. Uh, man, we could talk about some of the books that we didn't talk about. Um, uh, Daredevil was nice this week. Daredevil was a lot of fun. Uh, this is missing web. from the shop when I got there. That's one. Oh, that sucks. Did you read Dark Web? Did you? I did not read Dark it Web. It was trash, dude. I don't care that much about Ben Riley, and I don't care that all about Goblin Queen. So there just there didn't seem like much for me to get here. They're leaning into a status quo that the Goblin Goblin Queen just got. Maddie just got into uh, what the fuck's that? Limbo. Yeah. Like a week ago, like five minutes ago. You know? Yeah. Oh, it's stupid. Uh, the Gargoyles book. Did you pick this up? I did not. Um, yeah, it was just okay. Uh, I'm not going to continue reading it. Um, I mean, I used to be a Gargoyles fan. I guess I'm not anymore. I guess I'm just not. Well, I'm glad that it exists. I am. Because yeah, I me do. too. I have I'm a sure. lot of fondness for the Gargoyles franchise, but this yeah. was, I usually, whenever it's like a franchise tie-in, I usually wait to hear back before I'm going to spend my money on it. You know? Yeah, I would, I would, eh, I don't know. It might pick up after, you know, a couple issues, but I'll, I'll, I'll wait to hear how the trade is. Right. Uh, Secret Invasion number two, any other week that wasn't this monster week, this would have easily gotten in my top three. I am really, really enjoying this book a whole lot. Yes. It's retreading stuff that happened in 2008. But oh god, yeah, was that long ago? Now? I think it was that long ago. Fucking hell, I man! Know, you keep right? saying things that made me feel really I old. I know, today. right? Uh, but man, it was a wild week in comics. So many. Well, I mean, this only exists to pimp the TV show that's coming right. out. So, a bit of a right. double standard there for you and Immortal X Men versus this. Yeah, 
I mean, it's true. It's true. I think it's. I'm really excited about the Sins of Sinister event books, I, and I'm not really all that excited about Secret Invasion TV. Show. I guess it's just gonna anyway, be okay. Yeah. yeah, but man, there were so many of these books <laughs> that easily could have been top three for me this week. It was just a crowded week. It was hard for it me was to so split it down. Busy. I, yeah. If I didn't want it to be just all X stuff, I definitely could have put X Men Red and. Uh, um, Immortal X-Force. both in my top three. I could have put X Force. I could have put X Force. I could put X Force. Yeah, the only reason um, Batman made it is because Bruce Wayne dropped, re-entered orbit, or out of the. I mean, what the that fuck? That sequence is gonna be one of those like feet moments, you know? Yep. Like one of those like, things oh, where like really? when people are talking about like stupid, <laughs> outrageous things that Batman yeah. has been able to pull off. This ranks really high. Yeah, the well, fact I, that he was able to make it <laughs> not just seem like author bailout bullshit is a really good testament to a uh, chip Sadarsky's writing here. You know, I thought it worked. It did. That's exactly, that's what I'm saying. It said like, yeah, it really, really like, okay, I'm, I'm, I think I'm buying this. It was plausible. I think I'm buying it. Yeah. It was definitely plausible. Maybe if I was a rocket scientist, I wouldn't have, but oh yeah. Neil deGrasse Tyson died, you know? Oh yeah. Maybe and didn't burn did. up, Andrew didn't burn up, made it. Dude, he's got a, a a bat cloak, dude. They ad- they addressed it's it in the part of his group. I mean, it does still the fact that it's something that really should strain credulity, but he managed to write it well enough that it yeah came off. Yeah, yeah. Like because Chip Zdarsky is reminding you, you're reading a fucking comic book, dude. Yeah. This is what's supposed to happen in these. I remember a few years you know? ago, Spider-Man did something similar, but you know he is actually superhuman, so I guess he, yeah, he like was yeah. falling and he ended up making like a web parachute or something at some point, probably. Yeah, he made like a crash pod or something with his webs oh, or some wild, shit. Wild, wild. I mean, Groot did it too. You know, Groot, Groot saved like ten people. So I guess on the tier list here, Batman, Batman and Spider-Man survived, tier. but Groot did it. <laughs> so. Groot had awesome. to regen, but I won't. Uh, man, and there were like five bat books this week too, and they were all okay. But uh, all right, let's wrap it up. Thanks for hanging out, everybody. We really appreciate it. Come back tomorrow. We're gonna do the preview show. Dave will be here. Uh, we're gonna talk about all the books coming out next week, and there are a ton. Also, hang out on this channel for the comic book bullies. Leroy and Eli doing a show on pop culture. I don't know what they're gonna talk about tonight. There has not been a whole lot going on. Um, but check them out, please, if you want links to their show and ours, outrightgeekery.com. All the links there are for everything that we got. Merch, Patreon, all the subscription channels, all the social channels, all the shit. It's all there. Check it out. Go to the group. Go search uh, Facebook for Outright Geekery and go to the group. Fucking awesome shit over there. Uh, awesome. Yeah, thanks for hanging out, everybody. Most of all, thanks to this guy for hanging out with this guy. Hell yeah. We are going to do it again next time. Same geek time, same geek channel.